Let's talk to interesting people. Let's talk about the process of seeing things differently. Let's talk about the craft of molding truth and fiction together to arrive at something new and exciting. And let's have fun while doing it. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of True Fiction. My name is Patrick Boggs, and as usual, I'm joined by Norbert Yates. How are we doing, Norbert? Doing all right. How are you doing? Hanging in there, having a having a busy day, but it's a good day. You know, we are the show that delves deep into the minds of the creative people and find out where that creative spark comes from. Tonight, we're talking to an amazing woman who is, even as we speak, expressing her creativity and passion through her actions. She is riding through the contiguous 48 states, and she is doing it in 25 days. She's making a television show as she does it. True Fiction welcomes Chantel Williams. Hey, Chantel, it's great to meet you. How are you doing tonight? I'm wonderful, wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so glad you uh, you said yes to to talk to us tonight. You are a wife, a mother of 16, a birth 10, you uh, run a multi-award-winning restaurant. Why are you riding across the country? I said a short way to give America a blueprint on uh, how they should act. How about that? <laughs> I like it. So how, how should we act? And, and by the way, uh, if nothing else, I'm a, an American patriot. So uh, I love what you're doing. Hey. Well, thank you. Thank you. I feel it's all we all have a part to play. Whether it's um, if we're being a piece of the puzzle, you know, we all have to, with one piece is missing, the puzzle's not complete. That's so we all have to be our piece, all have to do our part. And I think that comes just collectively. And I think this is just a part I play in it, in this big puzzle of um, kind of just showing that togetherness. One thing I learned when I was, did my first 48, uh, when I was on those two wheels, it didn't matter what color I was, who I was, where I went to church, who I voted for. Everybody just welcomed me and was supportive and loved the fact that I was on two wheels. They were amazed and we were both amazed at each other, but it was truly a sisterhood and brotherhood like I hadn't seen. And it was humbling. You know, it changed my life, for, you know, for from then on. So... I think some people heard me talking about that and said, hey, you know, we want to film that. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do it. And then they mentioned how we could do a fundraiser, a, a charity ride and that we would give to a local charity for every state we went to. And um, and I'd get a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, hey, not a bad deal there. Not a bad deal at all. Not a bad deal at all. <laughs> so your first ride, you did that to to raise awareness. What was that all about? Well, to raise awareness for Betsy Stringfield. Betsy, she was a, a female that I look a lot alike. Um, I didn't know about her. And when my husband told me about her about five years ago, I was like, man, who's that woman? She looks like me. And he was like, no, you look like her. He goes, um, that picture's from 1936. So I'm like, wow, well, I didn't even know my development was arrested, so to speak, until I seen that picture. And I remember being that eight-year-old girl that I asked my mom, mom, where's a hero that looks like me, you know? And 
she's a young mom. She was just like, oh, we'll just keep looking at TV. Yeah. <laughs> and so when my husband showed me that picture, I just remember thinking like, okay, but I didn't know about her. What can I do? What is my purpose? What's my part to make sure? I know I have 11 daughters and they didn't know about her. And so I just wanted to make sure all people know about what this woman did. She had 27 Harley Davidsons. She was a nurse practitioner. She was a founder of Iron Horse Motorcycle Club. And most important, she rode her motorcycle 48 states eight times during World War II, delivering orders to each domestic base. And I'm certain at that time, 1936 and 1946, America was very different. But in spite of all that, she she did this and it she didn't it didn't matter. You know, it, it just it all the things I complain about or have struggles about, I think of her life and I'm like, OK, really, I have nothing to complain. I can go to any hotel. I can go to any gas station. I can get any, pretty much any motorcycle and the selflessness that she gave and the, and the hurdles that she passed and jumped over to do that. I feel like at the very least I can do my part in making her famous or making, letting other folks know about her and uh, making a difference. When you decided that you was going to do that, did you uh, try to figure out the path that she took and tried to ride the same roads because I assume back in that time the highway system looked totally different. This is well before the interstate. Um, some of the roads she rode don't even exist. You guys know that movie uh, recently, the Green, the Green Book. The Green, yeah. So her being a woman of color, she wasn't necessarily even riding the main roads. She was often riding the that Green Book era, you know, because she didn't have a hotel to pull in too. She, if she didn't stay with a black family, certainly she was, and the army didn't house her because they didn't enlist women at the time. So, wow. but she was a badass motorcycle rider because she did it for 10 years. I was going to say that takes a lot of courage. I mean, oh, that, man. The, the, to go out there and without yeah. knowing where, maybe having your arrangements where you're going to stay, the world was a very different place, as you said. Yeah. For her to go out and do that took a extraordinary amount of courage. Right. And, and the, listen, that's what got me through just the thought of it. I'm going, I complain about so little. I, I don't have nearly an ounce of courage. It took for this woman, she would have her helmet, her face mask, her goggles, and her gloves. And she'd just be riding and whatever. People would just assume, of course, she's a, I'm assuming, a male. You yeah. know, you... She was moving fast, and she had to be a hell of a mechanic, too, I think. <laughs> she oh, was at yeah. her first bike was a knucklehead, you know, so <laughs> they weren't, they don't make them like they used to, you know. You know, what <laughs> What I think is a, is amazing, and it's a kind of a testament to that type of woman that she was, is almost every picture that I've seen of her, she's, she's smiling. You know, she's got a big smile yeah. on her face. You know, this woman yeah. enjoyed what she did. She did. I, I'm just thinking about how your car, I didn't think about your motorcycle breaking down, but vehicles didn't work like they do now. You, you, you don't do a, a service job and run for 2,000 miles. You, you run. <laughs> right. In that time, I remember my, my dad talking about when he was growing up, you know, they had a model, whatever, Model A or whatever, a Model T, and they was constantly yeah. working on that thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. She had 27 of them, so that lets you know. Wow. <laughs> that's that's wild. And was she she was a Harley woman then, right? She said it was written, if you didn't have a Harley Davidson, you didn't have a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> When my, my, my grandfather took my grandmother to the hospital to have a baby on the back of his Harley. That's, uh, and so um, I always think about that. I just think about Harley was, is definitely part of uh, the, the early American landscape, you know, uh, of the, yeah. the motorcycles and stuff. So that's really cool. It is. It really is when you see the people where it's like you see a motorcycle and it's it's like a badge it's like a, um and i tell you at first i wasn't crazy about harley because the few guys i knew that rode harley i didn't like their attitude <laughs> it, was, it was only those two guys but they were just jerks anyway but when i had uh, when i did this 48 states i had a suzuki and a, and a yamaha and my husband had just brought the harley and i go Hey, I'm I'm gonna do you know 48 states, and he goes really, and I go yeah, I'll hurry up and do it. <laughs> he goes, okay, he said, I said I know the kids start in three weeks, so you know it shouldn't take me too long because when Betsy did it, you know she didn't have interstate, so you know I'll just GPS it. You know how? <laughs> trust me, I had only been riding bikes what eight months when I just in my head. And in my heart, because trust me, in my heart, it's like I, I knew I had to do it. And when it got to day seven, I was just like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not what I thought I was going to do. <laughs> I got a real wake-up call. I got, I was crying. I couldn't, I was, oh, God, I was just like, okay. I was like, Lord, I don't think, um, you know, it's me you want to do this. I had a couple of breakdown moments, but ultimately, it seemed like God just touched my head and said, uh, as soon as you find a reason greater than Betsy, then you can quit. And I was just like, okay, Chantel, just shut up and ride. Uh, and that was the day I died and, and uh, the old me died, I should say. Yeah. And the new was coming out. And I died about three more times. <laughs> that's an endurance event i mean 20 what'd you say the first time you did it in 28 days it's 27. 27 yeah 27 that's a lot of riding i i remember i had a bike for a while when i was younger and i'd ride for an hour or so and i'd be like okay this is fun and then you know a little after that i was like right, i'm ready to i'm ready to be home now you know yeah, it's endurance for certain, and it and it's got to be bigger than you, because because I knew when uh, producers asked me to do it, I was like, yeah, I'm not really that interested in doing it, because <laughs> it's I can easily get an excuse to stop, you know. But when it's bigger, when someone else is involved, when you know you have the opportunity to perhaps change a life that you don't know about, then it's okay, you know. And then a little selfishness of having another motorcycle pleasant. <laughs> but I certainly see us if we often think those um, uh, other, just other than ourselves, or just, or just for people to have, how you say, equality or access to the same thing everybody has. Yeah. As long as you can feel you're doing that part, all else is gravy. Oh man, absolutely. Your first ride, and I know other than the first seven days. 
But um, what was the, what was the tough what was the toughest part? Oh, um, the toughest part. Well, no, trust me, that that seventh day, um, I had had heat rash, and I thought um, heat rash was kind of what the babies get, the little bumps. Right. Yeah. This was this was heat rash that had swollen up, and then it was pussy. Oh. So I went to oh. the emergency room, and the doctor said, "Well, the only cure is cold." And I was like, well, what do you mean? He said, AC. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to do that? I had no clue about uh, about what I was doing. I didn't know the sun could be so damaging. And then cramps. Oh, I thought I was going to die when I got my first body cramp. I mean, it was like a child force in my neck, in my face, oh, in my man. hands. And all for lack of, what is it called, potassium and magnesium. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and you know, old. <laughs> <laughs> During a day, how much riding was you doing? Or did you say, "Hey, I want to get five, you know, three or four hundred miles in"? How how would you break up your? I would day? do three to five gas tanks a day. Three to five gas tanks, which I got about if I kept it under ninety. <laughs> rarely, um, I could get about two hundred and twenty-five miles a wow. full tank. So, um, well, if I kept it under, that was 250. If I did over 90, it was about 200. So sometimes I'd go anywhere from 600 to about a thousand miles, you know. Now, when it got out west, it was totally different. Uh, going through, like, uh, this time I went through Death Valley. Oh my gosh. Man, I think I hated everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was 130 degrees. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's not the well, it's a dry heat, right? <laughs> Listen, 130 degrees. I don't care if it's wet or dry. <laughs> it's 130. It burns. But yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I, used, I couldn't even make saliva before I'd swallow it dry. So, <laughs> and the guy would say, "But it's dry heat." <laughs> but other than the and you know, it's not as comfortable, it, you know, but that that's just it. It may it makes you think of something else or someone else or what someone else endured. And you just kind of stay out of your mind. I, you know, I don't know if you guys know, I travel with a, a mini me. Yeah. So now, is that mini me? I thought that was, I thought that was Bessie, but that's a mini you, huh? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Betsy, I think she'll look a little better. <laughs> I would treat it better if I thought it was Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> I let her stay out in the rain and the snow and the sun, but no, but she keeps me out of my mind a little bit, you know, as I start taking myself too serious, you know, she, I, I look in the rear mirror and go, that's the Muppet in back. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, so what, when you, uh, would you listen to music or, or anything oh, yeah. when you was riding? Oh, lots of music. Um, you name it. Um, the whole spectrum. And I listen to talk shows. And most of the time I love hearing radio for where I'm at because then you kind of see the mindsets, you know, or what people are listening to. And and you just get a different perspective, you know. That's but, really cool. Uh, that's right. And the gas station conversations are always amazing. <laughs> always amazing. You don't know what will come out of the mouth of humans. <laughs> From the way sexual to the way, uh, women say, beautiful. 
<laughs> hey, why can't it be both, though, really, you know? <laughs> and it often is. It often is. It's amazing, no doubt. It's, it's truly amazing. <laughs> Do you find that people from uh, out west where there's sparser population, do you find them friendlier or less friendly than the highly uh, populated areas? Surprisingly, um, I found, I will say this, um, there was no difference in terms of people. When I got, when there was a person that I was just in a gas station there by myself, whether I was in uh, North Carolina or I was in um, Winnemucca, Nevada, it was, uh, they'll, well, first of all, on this bike I got out front, it says 48 states, 25 days. So that's a kind of automatic, you know, conversation when they see it. And the Muppet was the first 48, the Muppet was the good conversation starter. So oh, they yeah. would see, they, they would see it and want to start. And I'm, I'm certainly inviting. So I'd started and, uh, or they'd started, Hey, did you do that? Or, Hey, I thought that was a human, you know, and, <laughs> and I laughed and, and then the questions may happen. Um, well, where are you from? You know, sometimes I'll use the icebreaker, my mama, you know, right. sometimes it's a little more serious. One guy in Winnemucca asked me, um, random. I, first we talked for about two minutes and then he says, um, after my name, he goes, Hey, um, Chantel, have you ever got stopped just because you were black? And I go, well, well, yeah. I said, but I also got stopped because I was speeding too, you know? So, <laughs> so but, but just that dialogue that we can have that he never probably would have asked that question. And we end up, you know, carrying on more conversation and he even joined us in a chat online. So all the way from Winnemucca, Nevada. So it was nice. And this is the same conversation or similar I may have with somebody in North Carolina. So it, it was really, you no. Know, it'll just be different conversations, but the same type of feel, the same people, the same kind of wants, oh, very much, very similar. You've traveled more than most of us have. You've seen so many different people. What are your feelings on uh, the shape of humanity right now, at least in here in the States? If we can just concentrate on giving everybody a across-the-board an opportunity uh, for just equality. I think I made an example to my assistant yesterday. I, sometimes, you know, we can we can mix well, and some people may not want to mix well. That's fine. But as long as we give them an opportunity to achieve the same things, I think if the opportunity across the board is the same for everyone, I don't, you know, then they have to go out and do seek the opportunity. So yeah. I think if we kind of maybe focus on that versus it, you know, um, if you didn't try to achieve for greater, then you didn't get great. But the opportunities there to do that, it should be less for someone who's just because she's a female or less for someone because he's a male or something. It should be across the board opportunity. It seems like to me, though, from from what you said, it, it's, it's a rather hopeful thing to share that people have been friendly to you for the most part and that people are people or people wherever they're at, where if they're in the middle of the desert, they're in the mountaintop, or they're in a big city. I think that's a kind of a hopeful thing to think that people are just people. It's very true. It's very true. I think with the TV, they don't want to talk about the plane landing. They want to talk about the plane crashing. Yeah. And so it keeps people in your house. 
because they're thinking we're different or we're afraid. Come out of your house. Come on, talk. You know, things are certainly not that way, but we have this fear. You know, if you got fear, build some courage. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you get, you get, um, you're in a unique position to get a, a good oh, yeah. view of that. Do you know what you're doing now? I, I find it inspiring. I can't wait to start seeing your show. Have some of the small experiences, you know, of the big experiences that you're having. Except for riding on a motorcycle for 10 hours in 130 <laughs> degree weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have that date back too. I don't want to do that. I know. I, I, in fact, I talked to the construction guy that was out there, and he said to me, "He goes, oh, this day's not that bad." And I go, "Who's your father?" <laughs> he got that joke right away. I was like, "He goes, we had worse days than this." But if he was saying it was okay, one hundred and thirty. Oh my goodness! I guess you can use you know, just. You know, I've gotten used to riding this motorcycle, and as you say, it's it's hard for you to even consider in an hour. You know, once you get to two hours, you'll you'll kind of you'll get better. <laughs> but before you go out and ride, do do these long trips? Do you like? I, I think of runners that go out and before they do a ultra marathon or a marathon, they get in you know five or ten miles here and there, and in order to build themselves up. Do you go before you go on one of these long cross country trips? Do you do some little trips in order to kind of build your stamina? Up? I do, I do, and and every time that I do, I don't think it helps. <laughs> but I do. I remember riding. Three weeks in a row, every day for about four hours. And in Florida, it's, you know, it, the weather varies. It varies, uh, like, from 70 degrees to 115 oh. in a matter of five minutes, it seems. But, um, you know, I build up. And I tell you, when I first came out, the first three weeks were a dream. It was nothing near what, you know, I dealt with those other three weeks. But then, you know, the last week, you're going, okay, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, the terrain is different. The the everywhere is doing constructions. The elevation. I'm now in what Tennessee, and the elevation is definitely um, maybe like 89. So it's a different. I, I my breathing is a little different. All kind of little things that I thought I prepped for in Florida. You necess- you can't necessarily prep for it. You just have to, you know, kind of mentally work through it and try to do some things that are constants. Like I'll take my vitamins. I'll do some routine things that I don't have to change because the elements around me are changing. It seems like really often. So mentally, that's what I kind of do. Is there days when you go the, or areas where the weather you gets really rainy or something, you go, all right, I got to shut it down. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Just when, um, it, it just so happened you guys were, I was due to come on here. There's a big storm that was coming through. It even had the purple and red on the radar. And I said, okay, we're good. So <laughs> I said, hey, and it works out well. I'll be doing the podcast with you guys. So, and if I wasn't, I was going to be sitting and breaking a little bit. Because I'm not, how you say, in love with dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I want to get there safely. And um, the rain doesn't often scare, but the lightning and thunder. You know, and if it's really a thunderstorm, so the blue, the blue and green on the radar, just light little showers, but the red and the purple are definitely, I go, I can wait a little bit. <laughs> hey, I want to, I want to go back to your first ride and, uh, you got some recognition for Bessie and you also broke a, a record. So can you talk about those two things? 
Yeah, it was um, amazing because, you know, I, I say always bigger than me. I was doing it for the purpose of drawing attention to her. And, you know, when Harley Davidson told me I needed over a million signatures, original signatures, in order for their consideration, you know, I was a little mad because I was like, well, listen, you know, I, I'm telling you from a here, I can't, I called them Harley Davidson thinking I could, you know, change their mind quickly by telling them the business proposal of, listen, I'm a black woman and this will make you guys sell so many motorcycles <laughs> if you would induct this woman of color whom nobody hardly knows. And they were like, yeah, ma'am, we need 1.7 million. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. And they were very rigid on, you know, what their qualifications were. And so when I went to my husband and said, hey, I'm going to do 48 states real quick and to draw attention to her, it was like God said to me, you know, like, hey, this is what you're going to do. And I couldn't ignore it. And so I simply said, OK, well, God, if you're guiding, you're providing. And I left Florida with one hundred twenty dollars in my pocket. Holy cow. Wow. And so it was it was some God, you know, a lot of it and, and people in that that sisterhood, brotherhood thing I was telling you about. And, it, and it's like I didn't have to ask anybody for anything. I remember just it always being away and there were no excuses that were greater than hers. Um, so it was, it was de definitely bigger than me. You know how you've had that happen, you know, have you ever had that happen there, Patrick? I watch my kids. That happens to my kids. You know, I, I just, I think it's amazing. Yeah. And you know, I, yeah. I go, you know, this isn't coincidence. This is just something's meant to happen. That's right. What did Betsy, she got in the hall, the hall of fame, the, yeah, Harley Davidson, she's now inducted into the Harley Davidson Museum. In fact, she's the only, uh, thanks to some other women who knew about Betsy, um, they got together in a big group and um, signed some, uh, what was it? Uh, there was a, a shirt in there with every all their signatures. Oh, wow. And we were able to get some of the paraphernalia that she wore, you know, oh, cool. and I, able to hang that up and pictures of her so she has her little own exhibit so which is uh just amazing you know and i i can only say um i helped you know but it's certainly again a collaboration of women and men together doing that you also got a, a world record what was that record yeah um yep real record uh only female to do solo 48 states in 27 days Wow. and i had no clue but when they called me and told me i go yep I can believe it. <laughs> you know, and, and I remember at least seven of those days. I will say I clearly I didn't go leave out of the hotel room because I didn't want to see the road. You know, I thought somebody would just come take me out of the uh, hotel room and take me to an emergency room or something. You know, I was hoping, but uh, it was a it was a, it was probably easier having the ten children. You know, because it's so sudden and it's right now and it's, you know, it's all that within a, a few days. <laughs> but I wouldn't well, play it. I have some follow uh, ultra marathoners, the guys that run like the crazy distance, 140 miles and stuff like that. And it's over a period of a couple of days. And they okay. talk about all the sort of maladies they have. But what you're doing is something similar. It's not the same, but it's similar. It's a test of yeah. your mind. It's a test of your will because it's. Your points where you're just miserable, and yeah. and it, it's the mental toughness that really is shown in that situation. That's right. That's right. As a man think it, so shall he be. Yeah. And it is about your mind. If if you want, if it's important, if it's if it's silly, if it's stupid, any reason will do to quit. Any reason will do to 
to achieve what you're trying to achieve, but you, you have to, you have to move out your own way. You did this for, uh, you've did it for a cause. You did it to, to get Bessie and, you know, recognized, which I think it's amazing, but you gained also, you know, was that a surprise and, and what do you feel were some of the strongest gifts you got from completing this? Oh man. Um, if I got no recognition, I think my, the fact that I could show my children that I didn't give up, um, was the biggest, if I could just show them that you can achieve anything you put your mind to, I I will say, I learned that during that time, that's just what I learned. You know, yeah. it was uh, every day was a learning experience and every day I wasn't quite sure if I could do it. And every day that it happened, I was like, okay, all right, well, th- there it is. So, if we just stay on top of our side, just try to tell my daughters and my sons that. And I think people told me that as I was growing up, but I didn't quite, I guess, hear it as, as I did, you know, how, as I want to give it to my children. But I, I hope by achieving this, um, it helps them move themselves out of their way. They just do it, you know? So I'm happy for that, but I, it is a joy just to, to talk about it and, um, and to hear something positive. Yeah during all this other stuff, you know? Bessie inspired you. How do you feel about you being uh, an inspiration to others? There's some little uh, girl or boy that sees what uh, Chantel did, and they're going to go, man, I'm, I want to do that. I want to do something that makes a difference. Well, um, if they do, I, I'll, I'll certainly be proud. I'll be proud just to know that you can, and if I did it, you can do it. That familiar story that, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever thought of myself like that, but I'm, I'm happy to um, let them know it's very possible. If it's regular old me, then certainly it'll be you. I'm even willing to give them my number so I can help them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, yeah. When you got the record, when you did the first ride and you got through the whole thing, the whole 48, yeah. how long was it that before you got on a bike again? <laughs> four days. Wow. Four, it I only was four days? I know. I was like, I can't believe The third day, no, the second day, I was just like, man, a part of me wants to get on a bike. And I go, oh, that's crazy. So I ignored it. And the third day, <laughs> I'm going, man, maybe I'll get on the bike tomorrow. And I say, yeah, because today will be today will be too quick. I literally talk myself out of it. <laughs> and the fourth day, I'm riding, and I go, Wow. I can't believe I'm on this bike, <laughs> but the world seems so much smaller as, as I took a ride around, you know, Sanford, it seemed to be so small. And I said to my husband, I said, I, I don't know if I missed the road or why, you know, Sanford road seems so small. And he goes, well, you've seen a lot. And I go, but I, I do find myself remembering things uh, from the first ride and this second ride uh, brought it out. You know, that I, I didn't remember until oh. after I did it. And I go, oh, yeah, I remember that. It, it was a lot going on to me mentally uh, that I didn't even, uh, I say, frame some of it. But uh, it was, it certainly is, uh, it's, it's different than four years ago. Um, but uh, because there's not as many people out, you know, not as many restaurants open. Yeah. It's, you know, people are wearing masks across their faces and, you know. And, and they often say, hey, can I hug you and stuff like that, you know, so it's uh, it's, it's different. Um, but I think the quicker we can adapt, the happier we'll be. 
Well, that's you know? um, that's um, really cool. I I know you've seen some amazing things out there, landscape wise. What what sticks out to you? Oh, the, about a about uh fifteen hundred miles from coming up from uh let's see here from Oregon, Idaho, Washington into Montana into North Dakota. As about fifteen hundred miles, you see the terrain change from brown to green to mountains to flat, <laughs> and it, all within fifteen hundred miles, you see all of America the landscape of all of America in those 1500 miles. Wow. You know, and, um, in various degrees too, the elevation too, I think it's probably the prettiest because, um, it's so, one is so big. It's so huge. Oh my God. It's so huge. But one goes from several trees to zero trees, having so many trees all in one place, you know, to nothing. But um, the ple- the people are, are very similar. People are very much the same, you know. So, uh, it, but it was a lot. Fifteen hundred miles, a lot to see. A lot of changes. Yeah, you know, I hope I get to see it a lot. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you? Did you make it down through um, Sturgis? I did five days. Oh I, wow! Oh, I went. I went way too long, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which made me have to do. This some of the states again, and I I so blame my husband <laughs> because I was gone two weeks, and I so I did about fifteen states in about ten days, and so my husband says, "Hey, I'm gonna meet you in Sturgis. You know, I'm gonna take your old bike." So okay, great, no problem. So he comes there, and we end up staying there like five days. Oh, wow! And of course, which made me delay. I gotta make up, you know, I gotta do thirty five states and. <laughs> And I was 33 states in like 10 days now. So I tried to, and I would have achieved it had I not had Miss Laura hurricane come. So oh, yeah. I had to, you had to sit that out. Yeah, I would have set probably another record. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did 30 states in 10 days. And um, woof. it was pretty easy after the West. Once I do the West, um, doing the East Coast is simple. To go to, uh, how you said, um, New York, New, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, sure. Vermont, Massachusetts, Maine. You can do those in the afternoon. <laughs> but Montana, yeah, can't do an afternoon. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> wild. Now, when you drove, you went through New York. Did you go through the New York City? I did. Wow. Well, in fact, we were on the Today Show. Oh, yes. awesome. Yes, it was. During the COVID, so I was out the window, you know, with the bike. They got a little picture of the bike and everything. And so <laughs> it, was, it was very pleasant, you know, to do that. Um, so that was worth the New York trip, but I got right out of the city. We ended up uh, going on the uh, suburbs there in New York to a Harley-Davidson dealership where we're going to do a nice charity ride. You know, wow, we're doing a nice unity ride. What is it at the end of September, too? And Milwaukee, oh no, kid, we'll be careful. Oh, yeah, well, see, that's because if you believe in all that news, you know, on some of the riot places they said were riots, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they would make that up, but I didn't see it. And I and I say that to you, I was going next to my sister, and I go, Didn't they say wasn't this on TV? <laughs> but maybe they just wasn't doing it that day. You know what? That's I keep- what I 
I keep hearing is the the peaceful protesters are are they're out there till about ten, and then the rioters around ten thirty eleven the rioters come out. That's what I keep hearing. So you may have been, heck, you may have been, you know, in a motel sleeping by the time the, the rioters came yeah. out. That's, that's, that's probably true, which is, yeah, that's certainly a shame, you know, although I, I can't say it won't solve anything, but I, because sometimes violence does, sure. I guess that's why we got war, but <laughs> I, I would hope we don't, you know, I hope they just, they can really put it into it that we can, we can handle it another way, you know? Yeah. I did want to tell you, Chantel, you, uh, you're talking about you like to listen to things. You should really check out the True Fiction podcast when you're driving down the road, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am definitely going to be checking that out. Trust me, this one particularly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know, listen, one of the, at the Unity Ride at the end of this month, um, Harley-Davidson, you know, canceled all their, their little uh, things that we're doing. Um, but they decided to let us kind of do this. Oh, cool. And uh, just so we could hand out the, uh, and I know it doesn't even sound humbling coming from me. I'm going to have to get my assistant trained on how to say this without sounding like I'm bragging. But <laughs> they're going to be giving out the Chantel Williams Mileage Award by Harley Davidson. So the person that traveled from the most or the longest distance, the furthest distance, get that award. So I wanted to say that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, that's well, cool. Hopefully we you got know, some here's, riders here's listening. Here's a line that I always like to say when, when that comes up. As Sherlock Holmes says, false modesty is not a virtue. So if you're telling the truth, it's fine. It's not bragging. It's not bragging, okay, exactly. Cool. Yeah, so anybody, right. anybody that's listening, where, where is that at, Chantel? It is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the museum, Harley-Davidson Museum, on the 27th. Okay, riders. When you, you, when you, you riders from all over, you got to make this, and you want to get the Chantel Williams Mileage Award. That's what you're looking for right now. Hope we get some people. <laughs> She's the gold standard. The gold standard, right, right there. Hey, maybe I'll make some fried chicken for you too. Damn, I may pick up a bike now and then head on down or up. <laughs> I miss my fried chicken right about now. <laughs> I tell you. Does a colonel does a colonel's fried chicken work in a pinch? Oh, look at you! Yeah, he'll do. You know, yeah. I I can't even believe he said that. I apologize for Norbert right now, Chantel. I mean, listen. <laughs> I, hey, my mom said if you have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. So I said, yeah. <laughs> no, I I can well, stomach the 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 colonel, especially with the mashed potatoes and coleslaw. I'm just I'm saying, right. when you're out and you're out in the terrible weather and the long days, I see how skinny I, I you are. I know it's a pale imitation, but you know you got it. Sometimes you have to settle when you're out in the wilderness. Listen, you don't see the thickness of this body here. <laughs> I got to keep this up. <laughs> I need so much. Listen, let me not be too. Pe- well, okay, never mind. I won't say it. <laughs> I got to keep it PG, right? <laughs> no, not like, here. You can say whatever you want. I got to keep a certain amount of fat in my breast. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that was just G-rated. I got gotcha, you, and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat, when I'm on, on the road, I don't eat anywhere that I could eat locally. 
So if I can find a right. mom and pop or something like that, and you know what? They usually have go. the best chicken, the best heck, the, the best, best steak. Yeah. Best. Very true. Very, very true. In fact, how, you know, my hypocrisy goes with so far, but that's just it. I'm a mom and pop. So I want people to eat there with me. So when I go to places, I'm not necessarily asking your front desk, where should I eat? I'm probably asking housekeeping, you know, hey, listen, where, where you take your family, mom and pop, what's in town, you know? And they'll tell me, I remember in with Timisville, North Carolina, Marianne is her name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I asked housekeeping, I said, listen, where can I eat at? That's mom and pop. And she goes, oh, the, uh, well, they said you got to say Waffle House. And I said, no, no, I want where you eat. And she goes, Miss Marianne. And I go, okay, well, give me the address. He, she goes, well, I got her number. And she said, but it's her house. And I said, well, do you go to her house? She says, oh, yeah, everybody. I said, okay. I, this woman gives me the address. I call Miss Marianne. Miss Marianne answers the phone like I was bothering her. <laughs> she goes, I said, good morning, Miss Marianne. She said, yeah, child. <laughs> I, I was like, well, you cooking? She said, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm here. And she hung up. Wow. <laughs> so so, so I, I put in the GPS. The GPS dropped me off at the, the head of the street. It just said, you've arrived. But there was nothing there. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. So I go down this street, and I get about four houses down, and then I see a house with about four refrigerators outside. And I'm going, that's got to be it. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and I pulled into Miss Marianne's house. And when I tell you that food, man, was so good. I remember I could only hold up one hand on the handlebar. I was so full. <laughs> 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 and to this day, I have on my menu at the restaurant, small breakfast and big breakfast. Because Miss Marianne cooked for me. A big breakfast, and she had so much food for a small price, like $2 and $3. And Man. It was amazing. So, mom and pops. That's awesome. That's right. That's right, <laughs> man. <laughs> Everything was piping hot. It was the right timing. I had biscuits and, um, what do you call it, pancakes. I had Holy sausage, cow. bacon, eggs. Oh, my God. I had grits. I was just like, Miss Marianne, I can't eat no more. <laughs> <laughs> But she was sweet, very sweet. That's so cool. That's what I like. Amazing people are amazing. That's uh, Miss Marianne's. That's a place you put the pin in the map. You know, you want to remember that place. Yeah. Come every time through. I go through there, I told her. I says, um, she says to me, a lot of people tell her to get a store. I said, please don't, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I said we will come here because there was an area sitting outside and. You know, she's up there in age, and she would say, I thought, I said, hey, I'll go outside and eat. And she goes, no, don't you do that. She says, uh, those um, used car salesmen, they always come and they eat outside. She said, I want everybody to eat inside, but they choose to eat outside. So that let me know the Toyota dealership nearby. They come have lunch, and it's, it's about eight of them. And she said, they don't, none of them want to sit and eat in her house. So they all set up outside. But her little house is so small, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but of course, she said to me, she thought that was rude. And so I just said, well, yeah, that's fine. But she said, well, I let them come and they eat outside. That's fine. But it's just you. So please eat inside. So she she wants to 
feel um, that love, I guess, you know. Or you cook with love, you do feed the soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, so. Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, yeah. Give me a little bit of credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Chantel, what, uh, when is this adventure going to be ending? Well, I'll be um, at the 48 will end on Monday. And wow. 25 days will end on Monday. I got about, I got to do, let me see, Missouri. Hold on. Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. I'm done. Wow. And I'll be done by Friday. I was trying to, you know, just ease it out because I'm going to Missouri today. I'm about four hours away from Missouri. And so if I don't get another storm, I'll um, go ahead to Missouri today. And if so, I'll just bed down and then hit it first thing in the morning. And then go ahead and do an Arkansas and Mississippi and Louisiana on Wednesday. Missouri's is is kind of tornado alley. You have any encounters with any tornadoes in your Man, rides? Have I, you? I haven't had. I could see the clouds, and I just knew. Okay, that's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so nobody. I don't have to be blown across the street to know this is bad. Um, the clouds are a clear indication that I need to get my butt to shelter. I shot some video out there and I, it was just so odd to go to the airport and the bathrooms were the tornado show. You know I mean, like every, that was, and when I went out to the place to shoot video, the first thing they told me is, this is where the tornado shelter is. And it was just like wow. in that area. And, and, and so I was like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm watching where what you're saying. I'm listening to every word. Yeah. Wow. I had I encountered on my when I finished the first 48. Um, I was okay with how you say dying because I think through me in order to get through that, I I had to kind of just stay out of my mind. And so as soon as I finished the 48, it was great. I finished. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and so I rested for the night. And I was taking my time to go home. And I even considered asking my husband to fly out and I'd ride in the back, you know. But I told him, I said, well, I'll let you know. But right now I feel good. So I'm coming through to Comcare, New Mexico on Interstate 40. And I'm going to cruise control maybe 90 miles. And I wasn't holding on to the uh, handlebar. And I seen a tumbleweed. And I was like, wow, that's just like the cartoon, you know. <laughs> So, so something said, uh, hold on to your handlebars. So my right hand touched the right handlebar. And as soon as I touched my left hand on the, on the left handlebar, the bike went about a 90 degree. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And as quickly as it went down, it came back up. And all I could do is just scream like about five seconds is a scream that, woo, I killed an angel right then because I'm still here. And uh, I, I say that with just, you know, like, woo, I, that I won't do that no more because I, you know, in Florida, we got the trees, you know. You can sure. see the wind or some element of it. And it was only just the instinct of holding that wheel after that tumbleweed. But about an hour later, I went through the storm. 
and I couldn't tell the handlebar. I couldn't see the handlebars. I couldn't see the screen on the bike. I just, oh, I my did. God. That's got to yes, be terrifying. I, I, got, I have a guest here. I got to let y'all see what happens to me often. Yes, I did do 48 states. You did do 48 states. I, I, 25 days? I did it in 27, and in, in about a few more days, I'll get through my – I'll finish the other what, seven in less than 25 days, yeah. Where are you from? Florida. Florida. Where are you headed back home? I, once I get to Missouri, I'm headed back home. What's your name? My name's Stan. Have a great Stan. trip. Hey, you hear that from Stan? Just come up to me having good conversation. Hey, tell him if he wants to know more, check out True Fiction Podcast. <laughs> True Fiction Podcast. <laughs> All right. And also, hey, matter of fact, we'll put it on the link. I'm going to share my card with him. And yeah. He, and he, you see how he didn't care I was on the phone. Nope. He's like, hey, I'm saying something to you, girl. Absolutely. I, hey, I would do the same thing. What are you doing this? <laughs> to raise money for most of the local charities coming to two states or two places in each state, raise some money for a local charity. And also I was doing it to draw attention to this lady named Betsy Stringfield. And then we're soon to be doing a documentary where we're talking about the brotherhood and sisterhood that's out there on the road in these two wheels. You know, so um, I think, uh, and my point, my story, I think, is to make a blueprint America can follow. That it kind of don't matter who you are, who I am, as long as we can do our part. You know, be simple. And these guys are just stalkers. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they do a podcast, and so they're interviewing me. And, uh, again, drawing a little more attention to it on some positive, positive things. They are. Where are you guys at? We're in Indiana, Terre Haute, Indiana. Terre Haute, Indiana. There you go. And we'll be out in Terre Haute. Or, no, we'll be in Indiana, I think, Indianapolis on the 26th of September. So maybe I'll come by and see me. Get on the motorcycle. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I got a I got two wheel transportation, but it doesn't have a motor on it. That's the only problem. But oh, so so are you gonna go on I seventy? Are you talking to Patrick? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking to you. Are you gonna be on I seventy oh. going by Care Hope? Oh well, I can. You gonna meet me? Yeah, heck yeah! What, anywhere you want to eat, eat or anywhere you want to go, we'll meet you. We'll have right some online. dinner. That'd be awesome. Right online, yes. Sir. Thank you. God bless y'all. What'd you say, Pat? I said if you come through Terre Haute, I'll we'll you stop. We'll have it. We'll have dinner. I'll buy you dinner wherever you want. All right. You got one of Mary Ann's in town? I don't think we do, but I got uh, Joanne's. That's my wife's house, so that's where my that was my wife. So hey, I was gonna say, would you? Well, then y'all buy the food because I'll be going up there cooking. We'll cook. I'll cook. Oh, hey, that sounds good. You tell me what to buy and I'll cook it. We'll have a cookout. That sounds good and perfect. We'll we'll definitely do that. Uh, absolutely. I'd love it. <laughs> that way I can, I can cook with some love and you feel it and we all have it. Oh, man, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Yes, absolutely. Well, our time has flown by. It's just been amazing to talk to you. i I got to say that um, everything going on in our country right now, you – you really give me uh, not just i mean i have hope but it's you're so po- everything's so positive about this conversation i just have loved talking to you well, thank you it, hey listen it, it it was a good conversation talking with you as well you guys didn't say it 
one negative thing, you know, except when we're talking about Gary, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that out, though, you know, so it'll all be good. Well, I definitely, I echo Pat's uh, thought there. It's, it's for me, it, it feels like the more people that challenge themselves and challenge themselves in a way to be, do something positive, I think we'll have a better place. The more people that do what you're doing. We will. Longest, and it's okay if it's a little uncomfortable because there is, that's the growth. That is the growth. People think they have to be in total comfort, you know, and it has to be comfortable for them in order to, yeah, most times there's no growth in comfort. Yeah. Well, I definitely get that. Absolutely. Oh, you got a picture with me? Oh, okay. You're in, All right. You're in our nature once on Sunday. Right. All right. I right. keep me in your praise. Well, we'll do it. We sure will. Thank you. And what's your name again? Stan. Okay. S T E N. All right. Thank you, Pastor Stan. Nice meeting you. Look at there. If that went Stan, God keep it up. I don't know what was. Um, that's 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 just something else. You you just you just bring them around, don't you? They just they can't stay away from you. You just put out that vibe. I, I think it's no coincidence. It's, it's meant to be. Absolutely. Really. Oh, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Look at there. God is amazing. <laughs> Man, listen. Oh, y'all witness to these things that this great country, if God meant for us to be alone, he would have gave each, each of us our own planet. But Absolutely. what he, he put us all right on top of each other, you know, on oh. purpose. So, you know, it's, oh. Absolutely. Yeah. This is is not accident. Just me sitting here on this little motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) And so how can I not keep it going? Even when I'm discouraged or or tired, this is what keeps it going. You know, so you guys keep doing what you're doing, too. The fact that I'm on here says you're doing something right <laughs> i appreciate that and, and i'm really so thankful that you uh you uh said you'd do this tonight so you tell me what food you want we'll have a cook up at my house so okay bet. all right <laughs> I, like it. I like it i like it. i can't wait patrick that sounds good and, and mr yates i look forward to seeing and running into you in a, in a nice way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You inspired me. I, I'm thinking about doing 50 different podcasts from 50 different states. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm certain it won't be a lot of comfort to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sure not. <laughs> hey, put me in one of them. I got Florida under control, all right? All right, there you go. Okay. Yeah, we'll be there. Have a great night. You take care, <laughs> all right? And if you're ever in Orlando area, stop by the restaurant. But I think I'll be up in your neck of the woods before you're in mine. So I, I look forward to putting my finger in some food and us eating, breaking bread together. I love right? that. We got to do awesome. it. Right. Stay in touch, Chantel. Peace and love. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Be safe. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us on the True Fiction Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please visit us at Facebook. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay true and stay creative. Hey, you're too late. Catch a ride somewhere else. Catch a ride. Catch a ride.